Hey everybody, it's Haley Cooper and welcome to episode 242 of the Life Made to Order podcast. Why self-sabotaging behavior is anything but. This is one of those lessons or pieces of wisdom, like, well, most of them actually, it's probably not unique in any way, but it's one of the most, one of the more important ones, I think, to fully grasp and internalize in that we hear things and we're like, yeah, I know, or we don't really contemplate the gravity of these ideas and, and how important and profound they are because we hear them so much. That's one of our biggest challenges in this sort of spiritual journey or whatever you call it, your personal growth work is that, you know, so many profound ideas, because we hear them so much, they lose their meaning, they become cliche. And because of that, we're really not contemplating them as deeply as we should be. And we can't benefit from these very profound ideas they might sound overly simplistic or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those lessons that we, pieces of knowledge we kind of file away when we talk about all the stuff we know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Never really thinking, oh yeah, knowing that doesn't mean I've internalized that idea. Knowing that doesn't mean I've explored that idea and how it relates to my own life and any of the problems I might be facing. It's easy to forget that this spiritual growth journey, personal growth journey, whatever you call it, it's not an intellectual pursuit where we're just gathering knowledge. Yeah, that's a first step of like you learn, you might study different philosophies or religions or spiritual teachings or spiritual teachers and they all have their point of view and their interpretations and their advice and their wisdom and you learn these things and it exposes you to a new way of thinking and that's great because our only problem is in our mind. So we want to let new stuff into our mind that can help us change our mind and change what's happening in there. And if all of that mind level is level of cause, then all of your external circumstances will change in ways you will find favorable. Your uh, life will get better in, in the ways that you want it to. But we have to practically apply this information. We have to really look at things, change that filter through which we're looking at everything and actually live this information, live this knowledge just collecting it, it's again, this is not an intellectual pursuit where we're just like, just knowing things for the sake of knowing it and that's the purpose. It's not like some other sort of subject like history or something where like you learn about facts about this war and this ruler and this time period and this treaty and this, and then like the purpose is just to know. Spiritual teaching, personal growth work, that's not the purpose of learning all that. It's not just to know it, it's to live it. And so again, a lot of these ideas, and this one in particular, that there's really no such thing as self-sabotaging behavior when we really think about it, this is really, really important to accept because at the root of our struggle, if the root of our struggle is we actually don't want to see a lot of the changes that we claim to want, then you can't manifest stuff that you actually don't want. And... I use that term a lot too, because like, we think about what we truly want, and then we think about how we act at cross-currents to that, and we're acting at cross-purposes to what we want, consciously, on the surface. Because consciously, on the surface, of course, nobody wants to be sick, nobody wants to be in bad relationships, nobody wants all this conflict with their family, nobody wants to have a job they don't like, nobody wants financial struggles, nobody wants to live an uninspired, unfulfilling life or whatever. So we think, well, of course, to think I, I actually want those things that make me so unhappy, that's crazy. And no one truly, truly wants that. So then we think everything we do that wouldn't help us achieve those goals, right, we automatically I do it too. We, we label that self-sabotaging behavior. 
But, and like I was, like why I always say I like to talk about the human ego mind a lot because it has a very dysfunctional thought system. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on there. And because of all that craziness, those things that we consciously want that would seem very desirable to want, that would make perfect sense to want, we actually don't want them. We have a negative association. We have a lot of conflict. So when we appear to be working at cross purposes to these conscious mind desires of that highest conscious level of mind, you know, the surface level, and we think, oh, well, I'm self-sabotaging, we're actually not self-sabotaging. We're doing exactly, we're doing the exact right, perfect things to get us what we actually want. So all the quote-unquote bad things resulting from the self-sabotaging behavior, what we call self-sabotaging behavior, these are not unwanted results. These are wanted results. These are our desired outcomes. We're getting everything that we actually want on that deeper level. And so again, right, this idea, when we really internalize, when we really stop and think about an idea like this, that is such a game changer because it's like, oh, if all of my struggle with this is not all these external factors I'm probably blaming it on or feeling I'm hindered by or, you know, all these things working against me or whatever. Oh, I'm, I don't have what I want because I actually don't want it. Again, all of my self-sabotaging behavior, I'm not sabotaging anything. I'm actually doing exactly what I want. I'm taking the perfect actions to get my desired results and I'm succeeding every time. And what made me think of this was, you know, I was, you know, I just, like I mentioned before, I study A Course in Miracles and there's a part that kind of talks about this. And again, this idea of self-sabotage and we actually, like, this is not really not a new idea. But again, it's one of those things where a lot of people, you have that experience of, you hear a lot of things, you hear, you might hear these ideas a lot and you're like, yeah, I know. But then there are certain ideas that once you're really ready to hear them, once they're really relevant to a certain point in your life where you are right now, something really sinks, it, 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 you start internalizing it more, right? Where it's really like, oh yeah. And again, this one's a game changer. It's like, I don't have the things I want because I actually don't want them. All the things I say in my life right now I have that I don't want, I actually do want them. So that's, you know, I want to share that it's, uh, this little quote is from a, a, one of the workbook lessons. The, the, the book has a text and then these, these workbook lessons that are designed to be done over the course of the year. And this is lesson 253. Myself is the ruler of the universe. It is impossible that anything should come to me unbidden by myself. Even in this world, it is I who rule my destiny. What happens is what I desire. What does not occur is what I do not want to happen. This must I accept. So again, right, this saying is saying that kind of common idea we probably heard a lot is everything in our world is exactly as we want it. If there's stuff in our life that we don't have, we don't want it. The, un the stuff that would on our most conscious surface level mind is like, I don't want this, that we do want it. So if we really internalize this idea, again, game changer, because from a manifestation sort of perspective, you know, our desire, our intention is very powerful. So if we truly do not desire to have these things, if we actually do not intend to allow these things into our life because we actually do not want them, that's pretty powerful. And you're not going to manifest stuff. Things aren't going to come into your life when you actually don't want them. And again, this, what we would call self-sabotaging behavior, we're not sabotaging anything. 
we're acting in perfect accordance with a, a plan that we have that we might not be conscious of and that might seem very at odds with what we claim to want, but everything's actually turning out exactly as planned. And we're doing, we're taking actions that will ensure the results we truly desire. We're getting exactly what we want. So again, think about, this is one of those things, right? We hear it a million times, yeah, of, you know, blah, 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 what we have and and all these different teachings, like, yeah, 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 I know, I know that, or we dismiss them as cliche, and we do this at great peril to ourselves because we struggle, we struggle, we struggle, and we seek for these answers, and we're digging and digging and digging, where meanwhile, there's a very good chance that all the core pieces of knowledge that will help you, that will solve your problem, because inherently this journey is not difficult, it's simple, it's just always not easy to apply. You probably already are have been exposed to the quote-unquote solution. You probably already know, and it's probably one of these more basic cliche type things that you've heard a lot, and you're like, yeah, 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 I know that. But remember, the point of this journey is not to know anything. It's to just accumulate this knowledge as some sort of intellectual exercise and become an expert on various spiritual teachings and be able to parrot back this wisdom, you know, mindlessly. And to just say, well, I know all these things. If we don't actually try to apply this information, if we don't deeply contemplate these ideas and see how it might be relevant to our life circumstances, we're going to continue to struggle. We're going to be those people that talk about how I've been doing this work for 20 years and nothing has changed. I spent tens of thousands of dollars on seminars and retreats and this thing and that thing and nothing has changed. Because nothing in our mind has changed because we're not going into our mind to see what's there. We're not trying to think this way, we're not really trying to think these thoughts and look at our life through this filter of these different teachings, these helpful teachings. And, you know, that's, so again, we're doing it to ourselves. And it's good. I, and I always like to stress this. When we realize that we're the problem, that's not in a blame yourself, beat yourself up type of way. Like, well, it's all your fault because you're not trying hard enough or this or that. And you, you, you deserve all the struggle that you get. You don't deserve what you want. No, it's not, it's not that negative way. This is meant to be empowering. Because think about right now, if you're not considering the fact that you're at the center of the problem and you don't have what you want, these circumstances aren't changing, your problems aren't getting solved, not because if you're not taking yourself into account and the fact that you don't want the problem solved, you want to keep the problem, you don't want the thing you say you want and you're actively doing things to, to keep it away which again, what we would label self-sabotaging behavior, but again, is anything but. And you're, and you're not considering that. That's not part of your thinking, part of the equation. Then what, what, what is the thinking there? A lot of that thinking is very painful, correct? Because if we're not considering the fact that we're at the root of it, we're thinking there's something wrong with me. The world's not fair. There's just something I must be doing wrong. The law of attraction and manifestation, all of that's bullshit. That doesn't work. Um, these teachings aren't true, all of my ego stuff that I think is true, life's just not fair, you might be blaming your circumstances and all these external factors and people, it's the government, it's the economy, it's this, it's that, I can't find a relationship because no one wants to date a single mom, I can't get money because of the, uh, this, uh, the business and the competition, all right, it's all, because when we're not, when we're taking ourself out of the equation, when we're not factoring in our own mind and this, this, fact that we actually don't want things to change and we don't want these new experiences and these things that we don't have to actually come into our life 
that's a very painful story because all of that is seems it's beyond our control. It's all these really painful perspectives and interpretations that make us feel kind of hopeless and, you know, disenfranchised and uh, like there's no no hope for things to change. We feel victimized. We feel cheated. We just feel like the sense of unfairness and whatever, right? And it's like, oh, it's none of that. Things are the way they are because I actually want them to be that way. I don't have all these things I claim to want because I actually don't want them. Talk about an energetic mental reset because right now, because that whole other story you have about why things are the way they are that's so painful, has all these painful beliefs and makes you feel like a victim and makes it feel like all these things are beyond your control and you have to try to control all these other factors or hope you just get lucky and people act in the ways you think that they need they need to act to be of benefit to you. That all feels very, very terrible. And you realize, oh, it's none of that. You can do a reset immediately. And no matter how long things have been the way that they are, and the heaviness that comes from that passage of time and things still always being this way and it's been so long and nothing, all of that heaviness can start to fade away because you're like, oh, there's only one problem here. And it's not anything outside of me. It's not that these teachings are bullshit. It's not that I'm unworthy or undeserving or I'm doing something wrong. I simply, things are the way they are because I actually want them to be that way. All of these behaviors that I beat myself up for that seem so self-sabotaging, I'm actually not sabotaging anything. My actions and my intended goals are in perfect alignment and I'm taking all the perfect actions to get exactly what I want. And the thing with this idea of self-sabotaging, not being self-sabotaging and actually feeling served by our problems and our unwanted circumstances, feeling conflicted and thinking they're a negative association with getting the things we actually want. The key to exploring this is, and I've mentioned this before a lot, you will probably uncover a lot of the things happening in your mind and your reasoning and why you are doing this and why the fears you have and, and what's making you push away, again, what you consciously want but you actually don't want, what's making you do things that appear self-sabotaging but are actually not. Uh, number one, you need to be very brutally honest about what you're thinking and feeling. Uh, it's very hard for us to do that a lot because we don't want to go there. We don't want to deal with anything that's happening inside, which is why we're so obsessed with just trying to change the outside because then we think we can kind of avoid having to do that then. Um, we might feel a lot of shame or embarrassment about what we find uh, in there. We think, oh, that's childish or that's pretty mean or petty or, oh, I'm, I've been studying this sort of stuff for 20 years. I shouldn't be thinking these things anymore. I shouldn't be believing in there. There's all that judgment. Um, a lot of this stuff might seem, and the, one of the most important things is a lot of the stuff you uncover might seem like, again, like kind of cliche and like kind of basic, like, oh, this is, and again, cliches become cliches for a reason, especially with personal growth, wisdom sort of stuff, because a lot of what's happening, there's a universal, a lot of us, we struggle with the same things. We have a lot of the same problems and fears they might manifest in different ways for different people and our problems might look different from another person's, but at the core, there's some broader general issues that are kind of driving it all. And those things, when we identify them again, they seem cliche. That's like psych 101, very basic. And 
whether it's because we want to think we're more special and more complex, we don't want to accept those ideas, whatever it is that it's, we, or again, we hear them so much, it's just like, yeah, 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 but we don't actually contemplate in any real way how that's applicable to our own life. So you have to, you don't want to dismiss things that seem of that nature. Well, that's so obvious. I know that, or I know I shouldn't care what people think, so it can't be that. Just because you, again, just because you know something doesn't mean you're actually living it. And again, what you uncover might be a lot of these more basic ideas and you don't want to dismiss them for this reason. You don't have a relationship because you fear intimacy. Very cliche. Doesn't matter. It doesn't mean just, again, what we think of as cliche, it doesn't diminish the power of these ideas and the power of this, these fears and thinking just because they're common or cliche. It doesn't make them any less powerful for you personally. So if you uncover that you don't have a relationship because you're actually afraid of intimacy, which is why, again, in your self-sabotaging ways, you always date assholes. And why am I doing this to myself? Again, it's not self-sabotaging. You want to date the asshole because you don't want the intimacy. So you date the people that treat you poorly. And eventually it just kind of breaks up and ends badly or whatever. You, date, you want to date the people who are emotionally unavailable. You want to date the people who are not a good match for you and you don't really connect with in any meaningful way and on a deeper level. Keep it on the surface. Because that's, you're, again, you're not self-sabotaging. You're getting the exact relationships on that deeper level you actually want. Because what you claim to want, you don't actually want it. So you're not going to date anybody that would give you that intimacy, a real connection, because you don't want it, right? So again, that example of that very cliche, I'm afraid of intimacy, you got to really examine that and don't just, oh, that's so obvious. I know I can't, I know I shouldn't, I, but again, what you know doesn't matter. It's what you're actually feeling. Your business is, you're struggling with your business because you're afraid of success. Again, very cliche, but just, but just because, again, cliches become cliches for a reason because there's universal, a lot of people seem to have these problems. They're very common, but that doesn't make them any less significant or poignant, or powerful, these realizations, just because they're common. And it's good that it's these kind of cliche type things. And if you have any kind of really weird, complex things somewhere deep in your mind, if it's relevant or important, it'll make itself known when it's it needs to. It won't stay hidden. But like I said, most people, and this is a good thing, I've, I'd like to say emotionally speaking, we're basic bitches, it's good that it's these cliche obvious things and you don't have to go digging, digging, digging deep in the depths of your mind for some weird memory or thing, weird complex connection of these different events that created some weird thing for you. It's like, oh yeah. So again, with the business, I'm afraid of success. Because in my mind, being successful, again, even on a conscious level, I crave success because in the world, we value worldly business success because that means all these good things about you and people will view. So I desire this because I want money. I want status and this and that. And I want people to see me in a certain way. So it seems very desirable. But on some level, I actually fear success because there's all this other stuff that might come with success that I don't find so great. So what's, what's the fear there? Like, what's the negative association? So we have to think about, if I were to think about this, if I were to consider, if I'm willing to concede that this, it might possibly be true, that I actually don't want the things I claim to want, that I'm actually, my behaviors are actually in perfect alignment with my true goals, which is to get the seeming opposite of what I claim to want. 
why why would I be afraid of the relationship? What's negative to me about that? What's negative about the success? What's negative about losing the weight? What's negative about the physical healing? What's negative about getting the job that I say that I want? What's negative about healing uh, broken relationships with a family member or somebody else in my life? What negative association? And this is very about very specific things. Then we want to think about in the broader sense of that general sense of we just want to be happy and feel good and just this more broader general sense of well-being that we seek. It's the same thing. And we seem to do things that do not contribute to our well-being, that do not contribute to that overall sense of peace and happiness and contentment and all these warm, fuzzy feelings we want to feel. It's the same thing. What do I associate with that? And that's usually some, will be some more existential type stuff of this like fear of losing egoic fear of losing your identity and not feeling being somehow being happy it's unsafe in some way and you know you'll you know if you can on it you'll uncover you'll see all that stuff come up for you and you'll just feel like in the same thing that self-sabotaging behavior you'll see oh I'm not sabotaging anything I actually if I want to I want to keep doing these things I believe I should be punished because I'm a bad person for you might have a very particular reason maybe you did something very specific that you feel guilty about to somebody in your past or maybe just how you were generally in a past point in your life you were like oh yeah when I was a teenager in my early 20s I was kind of a mean girl I was really mean to people I was kind of a bully so there might be that general behavior of idea of you were a bad person and then you're punishing yourself so again the self-sabotaging behavior that that increases your pain is not self-sabotaging because you believe you deserve to suffer. And again, a lot of what I'm saying here, it, it might sound very obvious. I'm sure I'm not saying anything that you haven't heard before in some form. I'm sure these sentiments, you've heard them in, in different ways from different people. Again, these cliche, basic, common things you hear in these teachings, because we hear them a lot we and we dismiss them for that reason, like, yeah, 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 I know that. That's to our detriment. We don't want to do that. The next time you find yourself dismissing a possible something related to a problem, you have a potential piece of wisdom that might be relevant. And your first thing is to be like, yeah, I know that already. Stop and take a beat and be like, yeah, I do know that. But knowing doesn't mean shit in this work. Just knowing stuff is not going to help us. The whole point of doing this journey or whatever is you want to change things, I'm sure. You want to change things about yourself. Not there's anything wrong with you, but you, you realize you have tendencies and beliefs and stuff that you know aren't serving you that cause you problems. Your life is in a, a way that you would prefer your circumstances be different in certain ways. You have certain problems you would like to see solved. So we're not, we're doing all this work to try to change ourselves and change our lives. Again, we're not just trying to be like, well, I'm just trying to learn and be an expert on uh, Buddhism and uh, the law of attraction and of course in miracles and uh, this teaching and this idea and this life whatever life philosophy no because just gathering that information we're doing we have to practically apply it we want to reach a point where at least predominantly and more and it feels more natural that we're you know, I call it spirit mind that these ideas are the ideas that are guiding our life and our thinking and this is the filter through which we're viewing things. And these, this way of thinking is what's guiding our decisions and our actions and our interactions with other people, how we view the things that happen to us in our life, how we view the world in general. 
is this this that way of thinking these ideas we learn these different spiritual teachings this you know spirit thought system whatever you call it thinking that way is pretty nice it would be pretty nice if we thought that way and we were in alignment like that, all of the quote-unquote self-sabotaging behaviors, we really wouldn't do that stuff anymore because we would truly see, oh yeah, I see the results that that's getting me and I actually don't want those results. So obviously on some level, we want the quote-unquote bad thing, but ultimately we know that's not what we want. Because the only reason we seem to want that is coming from a, a very distorted thought system and that's, that's not actually truly what we want. Like for example... Someone that uh, is reluctant to physical healing because they're afraid if they heal that their husband will leave them because in some level in their mind they believe the only reason that their husband is still with them is because they're sick and he takes care of me and I know he probably feels whatever, right? So it's like, I'm afraid if I get better, my husband will leave me. So the person doesn't actually want to heal, but it's because of a fear that they have. It's not because they truly want to be sick, you know what I mean? So obviously, ultimately, on the deepest deep, we actually, the only reason we appear to want the bad thing is because of a distorted thought system. It's not that we truly, truly want it, right? But we, but in order to, to change all of that, we have to be willing, you know, we have to be, we have to really contemplate these ideas. And like I said before, this takes a lot of, we have to be very brutally honest with what's happening in our mind. We have to be, the first step is we have to be willing to accept that that might be true. So when we hear an idea like this, it's very easy for like the asshole to clench up and be like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, like get all like, ugh, about it, like, ugh, right? And kind of tense up about it and be very resistant to it. Because this idea that on the surface, we seem to be suffering so much because of our circumstances. And then these teachings come along that suggest to us, no, you actually want these things our first reaction might be, again, that like clenching of like, what, like that's ridiculous and how dare you suggest I want to suffer. Again, on the deepest, of course you don't truly, truly want it, but you only actually want the thing because again, it's a fear-based, re it's coming from this distorted thinking where there's this negative association with the good change and self-punishment uh, and hating our, right? It's coming from all this shitty stuff that we can get rid of if we're willing to honestly explore it. So we have to be really honest and we have to be willing. Obviously that first step is I have to accept this premise that, and even if you're kind of resistant to it a little bit and you're like, I don't know about that. At least be willing to just be a little open to thinking if that were to be true, let's just pretend, let's just pretend that's true. Even if you're still like, no, let's just pretend because that, that way of asking your mind to just pretend and imagine can be very effective when you're feeling resistant to something. Like, let's just, I'm not saying I believe it, but let's pre just pretend I believed that. If that were possibly true, why would I want what I claim to not want right now? The stuff in my life I don't like, but a lot of these spiritual teachings, right? Like the Course, like what, I ha what happens is what I desire. What does not occur is what I do not want to happen. If something like that were true. Why, how am I being served by my health issue? Because again, remember, the part of you that wants all of this stuff, that sees value in it, it's a very fucked up way of thinking. So in that fucked up way of thinking, it's actually serving you. It's a good thing because it's protecting you from something that maybe the ego mind thinks is worse. So it's like, well, if I had to pick between the two, if I had to pick between you being sick and having a health problem 
I'm pretty used to your sick body. I'm used to that struggle. I found ways to kind of deal with that. If I had to pick between that and then you getting healthy, which means you can't get your disability checks anymore or the government service or whatever, right? People, different, right? When people can't work, they might get like these sorts of government assistance and the finances are taken care of, right? It's like, okay, if I had to pick between that and then you getting healthy, but then dealing with the terror of money and how you're going to make a living now and being responsible for your money and your income, that's really, really terrifying, right? So again, so that part of us, there's a, it does see a real value in, in the unwanted circumstance. It truly believes that it's preferable to, to the alternative. So we have to be willing to really be open to that idea and see, oh, with that sort of fucked up thinking, yeah, I can see how maybe on some level I would want some of these unwanted things. Because if this were to change the the new circumstances that would be ushered in by this change, a lot of that, I'm not really sure. And again, a lot of it might be cliche and Psych 101 and stuff that would be easy to dismiss or you'll want to dismiss because it makes you feel ashamed to think that way. Don't, don't do any of that. You have to be really honest because whatever is in our mind, is whatever there is there. And we don't do ourselves any favor when we try to pretend that it's not there. If we really want to get out of this mode of, again, what we would normally term as self-sabotaging behavior, we have to realize that it's actually anything but. We actually are doing, we're, again, our actions are in perfect alignment with our desired result. And we're getting exactly what we want. Again, even if consciously we're like, no, I don't want that. It's like another part of us is like, oh, that's exactly what I want. And I'm motivating you to do the exact perfect actions that will ensure that result. And again, don't dis when you start doing this exploration, uh, number one, like I said, don't beat yourself up. Think, oh, it's all my fault. Again, this idea that it's us, that we're the problem, like our mind is at the core of the issue, that's a good thing. That's empowering because you can control what's in your mind in that you decide what you believe. So when you, when you start uncovering all these egoic beliefs and ideas that make your unwanted circumstances actually seem preferable and desirable, that make what getting what you want actually seem bad and the bad association with that, you get to decide, is that really true? No, it's not true. Spirit teaching would tell me the exact opposite of this. So I don't need to be afraid of these changes. I don't need to be afraid of this success. I don't need to be afraid of the healing. I don't need to be afraid of just general emotional well-being and wellness. I don't need to be afraid of forgiving the people that I perceive that have wronged me and letting go of that bitter hatred and resentment and forgiving them. I don't need to be afraid of the spirit would tell me there's no downside to any of that. And when we realize that we actually truly do not actually want those things, the bad things that we have now when we actually truly don't realize, no, I actually don't want to keep things this way. I do actually want to heal. I do want to be happy. I do want to let go of my resentments. I do want to forgive my ex or my parents. I don't want to carry around that hatred and that bitterness anymore. And then, right, the self-sabotaging behavior start taking care of themselves because now they are truly, at, now you will see all these ideas. They, that behavior is truly at cross purposes with what I want. So I'm not going to, why would I do things that aren't going to get me what I want? You wouldn't anymore, right? Again, we have to realize 
the self-sabotaging, what we term as self-sabotaging behavior. It's not we're getting, we're doing, we're taking the perfect actions for the perfect results that we want. And we're getting exactly what we want when we take those actions. Even if consciously it does not seem that way, because again, consciously we would be like, no, I wouldn't want any of this. Yeah, and you actually genuinely don't. But again, ego, human mind is kind of wacky. It has some weird beliefs. It has a lot of these very intense fears where these very on the surface, seemingly unwanted circumstances are quite wanted. These very seemingly strong desires for things that you want that you do not currently have in your experience is actually like, no, I actually don't want those things. No, thank you. Please don't, don't come into my life. I'd, I'd prefer that you're not there. But like I said, to uncover what's really happening and to uncover why you might want the unwanted, why you don't want the seemingly wanted, this requires a level of, of honest self. You have to be very honest and you have to be willing to go within your mind. Because the good thing too with realizing it's all in the mind is, again, like I said before, when you start to see what's really happening and you start to see you actually don't want these problems and you actually do want things to change your behaviors are coming from what's happening in your mind so when you get at the root of the problem and you're transforming what's motivating your behavior it's easier the behaviors tend to change much more easily because what's making you do what you do what the, the thinking that's driving the quote-unquote self-sabotaging behavior is you're not thinking that way as much anymore you're changing that thinking so naturally your actions change without as much effort. That's why a lot of times when we try to change a lot, um, right, we have problems because we go right to trying to change the action without addressing what's making us act the way we're acting. And if we're not getting at the root a cause of the action, what's motivating the action, and we're just trying to employ sheer willpower to not do the quote-unquote bad thing or force ourselves to do the quote-unquote good thing we think we should be doing, without changing what's happening in the mind, a lot of you have probably experienced before many times, that's usually not a, um, there's really, there might be some short-term success from doing that. You might be able to muster up enough willpower or you might find a little bit of motivation, internal motivation, but it's it doesn't tend to last very long because the root of the behavior, what's happening in the mind is not being addressed. So that's another thing too that's good about doing this is when we, when we go to the mind, the root of the problem, the source of the problem, which is also the source of the solution, changing behavior becomes much easier because what's motivating the behavior internally, that's transforming. So you're not going to feel the same impulses to do the things. When you're acting, when you're doing these uh, harmful things out of self-hatred, so you're punishing yourself by doing shit that's going to increase your problems or create new problems or make a situation worse. When you start examining that self-hatred and you stop hating yourself so much, you're naturally going, you're not going to feel as inclined to do these behaviors that are a manifestation of the self-hatred. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing too, going into the mind, it makes changing behavior much, much easier. So yeah, that's it. So that's something to think about today. This, again, something that can be cliche and it sounds obvious. You might have heard it a lot, but really sit with it. Really think about it. I'm not self-sabotaging anything with these behaviors and choices and decisions and actions and responses in the world. I'm acting in perfect alignment with my true desire, with my true goal, my truly desired outcome. They're in perfect alignment. 
I'm not sabotaging anything. The action I'm taking is in accordance with the result I desire. Really think about that and think about why would that be? Why do I maybe want these problems in my life? Why do I maybe not actually want the thing that I want? Again, don't let the ego mind, oh, that's nonsense, and shut it down immediately. That's what it loves to do. It loves it. It's like, I don't want you looking too closely at how I'm operating because that's not going to be good for me. So, yeah, think about it. A lot of what we call self-sabbing, self, I can't even talk, self-sabotaging behavior is anything but. We're not sabotaging anything. We're we're right on track with all of we have we have on again. We're not conscious of it. We have a lot of these goals and intentions, and we're we're taking the perfect actions to to bring them to fruition. So think about that. It's a game changer. Again, when we realize we're the problem, not in a blame ourselves, beat ourselves up. You deserve all the shit that's happening to you, kind of way. It's empowering. It's like, oh, it's me. I can change me. My problem is my mind. I can go into my mind at any moment I choose. I can change my mind at any moment I choose. I can honestly self-reflect on what's happening inside any moment I choose to do that. I don't need any special tools or techniques. I don't need a lot of time. I could do this when I'm online at the grocery store, sitting on the subway on the way to work. It's, that's the great thing, too, about the core of the work being that you can do it any time in any circumstance, no matter what's happening in your life right now, you're able to do that. You know, there's no impediment, no matter what's happening. So yeah, think about that. Self-sabotaging behavior is actually anything but. It's a real game changer when you really start thinking about it. So many things that don't make sense to you and you're like, why is this, why am I like this? It all starts to make perfect sense. You're like, oh, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm getting the exact results I want. Nothing is, my whole story about things going wrong and there's something wrong with me, nope, not, not the case at all. It's very, very enlightening to realize this. It's, again, game changer emotionally. You can do a big reset. The whole story you have around why things are the way they are, again, that do not take into account your own mind, frame of mind and intentions. It's that painful story starts crumbling away because you realize, yeah, none of that's true. All of these other reasons that I'm, I'm thinking things are the way they are or why I am the way I am that feel really painful that, that don't seem to be much, I can, can't really do anything about a lot of these things. So I feel kind of powerless and hopeless. None of it's true. It's very empowering. It's very uplifting. And again, it's, it's, it creates a potential for a complete reset energetically and emotionally. And, and that's very powerful. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great day or night. And for more products, uh, more content products and information about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.